Disclaimer, a statement that denies something, especially responsibility. Like the fact that we aren't doctors and all the information that we discuss during the podcast is from the internet, books, podcasts, and other types of sources. Please do not sue us if you try something we talk about because we aren't doctors and we do not claim to be. Hashtag not experts. Hashtag not doctors. Hashtag don't sue us. Oh, okay. Okay. Do it again. Do it again. Scientific. <laughs> Sometimes when we're recording, my brain just stops. Anyways. Okay. We just solved all of your problems. All of you. If you I'm totally butchering string theory. If there's ever. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? So, so Olivia, what were you going to say right before? You have to get in there. Oh, my God. You have to get real deep in here. You have to get in there. Like, put your you face. You have to put your mouth on it. Oh, yeah. Don't put your mouth on it, though. COVID. <laughs> yeah, that's why, like, Broadway and, like, singer. There's not, like, singing performances happening right now because everyone's going to, like, share mics and stuff like that. I know. Broadway is shut down until January, and I don't even know if it's going to come back in January. So sad. It is sad, but, like, safe is better than like singing yeah it's like it's good but it's also sad to think about like the smaller shows that are gonna like die from this you know what i mean like wicked will be fine lion king will be fine but then like some of the smaller shows are like they're gonna be canceled like this is the end of the smaller shows yeah but there's other spaces now i think we're just trying to figure out a new way to entertain like there's Quibi just started and Apple and I've, I mean there's so many different types of streaming things streaming platforms that now it's just like okay how can we make this different and really it could be a, re- a really interesting way to introduce like Broadway to lower economy people because lower economy people that was so like white <laughs> <laughs> wow. I apologize for my ignorance. Uh, you mean people who either don't live in New York and can't afford to travel just to see a Broadway show or someone who lives in the area, but Broadway shows are very expensive. I know what you're talking about. I'm actually a huge, huge supporter of um, recording Broadway shows uh, at the time of recording. The Hamilton uh, live stream comes out tomorrow on Disney Plus. I'm so excited. But... Like, there are some people who are, like, Broadway or, like, theater, like, purists that don't think that they should be recorded and you should only see them live, which I get. I totally get because live theater is its own medium and it's its own, like, beautiful thing. But I think to grow the, like, if we want Broadway to be able to grow and theater to be able to grow, you have to get more people into it. And I think by recording it then you can get people who like might just happen to see a recording and then they're like oh that's totally not what I expected and then they get into it and then it brings more money in and then we're able to pay performers more than they're making and you know I just think it's a good thing but yeah yeah yeah. um that's not what we started talking about we only started talking about that because we were saying we're sharing a mic right now and (laughs) yes we are sharing a mic it's fine but it's for a really exciting reason. What's that reason? We have our first guest today. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Olivia was really excited and about to tell me something. And then she was like, wait, no. I'm going to tell you another podcast. And I know. I started laughing. I'm like, wait, stop this conversation. Stop this good conversation we're having. No, I just like, you know, when you're leading up to something, whether it be like a vacation or like a something really cool like as you're leading up you're like you're working towards it and like you're busy and you're doing stuff for it and you don't really take the time to like stop and be like 
what is happening right now? You know? And so I just had the moment like right before we started recording of like, we have our first guest. Uh, We have our first guest on our podcast. That's amazing. And I had to stop and be like, this is so fun because this, the last few days I've been like doing my notes or doing research. I was listening to other podcasts about what we're going to talk about and stuff. So I hadn't taken the time to be like, oh, we have our first guest. It is really exciting. And to be able to see like how far we've come. Literally, we started talking about this podcast back in February of 2019. Um, so for it to be like a year and almost a half a year, like another, it's just really crazy. Um, so yeah, it's it's really exciting to see our progress and how much we've changed and grown and learned and done. Learned so much. We just learned so much. That was uh, me not learning. We had to. <laughs> we had to learn so much because we started and then it was like, oh, this is harder. Yeah. It's like you can't just plug a mic into a computer and it works. You have to do other shit for it to work properly. And then sometimes even then it doesn't work. <laughs> oh my God. The first day of recording literally took two hours of just sitting and trying to figure out how to record. Yeah, that was um, quite tragic. But yeah. we learned and we're smarter for it. Yes, we are. I love hearing um, podcasts that maybe now are like super successful and you know, have really good audio quality and have good this and that. And they're all professional. But then like going back to their first episodes and like they don't know what they're doing. And because I love that because it's like it was built out of passion. They, it wasn't just someone who like had a big fancy recording studio or had like signed some multi-million dollar contract to start their podcast. They actually just had something that they wanted to talk about and decided to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It's uh, it's just really fun, and I hope you guys enjoy our journey with us. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, we okay. also got our first um, review. Yeah. And it was so sweet, and neither of us know who it is, which I think is even more exciting. Maybe this Don't tell us who you are if you are one of our friends, because it's better that we don't know. We think that it's a random fan. Yeah, we want <laughs> I, fans. Ew, I hate that I just said the word fan. As soon we as, have fans. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, no, 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 take that back. I have lots of fans in my apartment. Because <laughs> it's really fucking hot in here. <laughs> How are you doing, Liv? I'm doing good. It's hot out. Yeah, it's very hot out. Um, I think it's like 95 ish, but I got in my car and it was said like 101. Oh, damn. That's hot. Yeah, it's hot. And since I'm so I'm I'm like ready to like move. Mm. And so what I I've done this forever. I've done this even before I was ready to move out of where I live now. Um, I I was oh my God, I'm such a fucking nerd. I've keep. Like, so on the weather app on my phone, I have, like, other locations that I either want to travel to or want to live one day. And I, like, regularly check the weather. And it's so weird where, like, I'll be like, huh, what's it what's it doing in Helsinki, Finland right now? And I, like, look at the weather. Like, it's so fucking weird. <laughs> but, yeah, so I've been, yeah, and so... I've been like checking the weather of all these other places and all these places that like there's one place that I've been considering and I always thought of it being like I could never live there because it's going to be so hot but it is like regularly not as hot as it is here. Well the reason that it's so terrible here 
Um, and I, I do truly mean terrible because uh, <laughs> of the humidity. The humidity is the worst part of Cincinnati. And it's just because we live right by the river. We live in a valley. It's it just accumulates and I just feel like I walk outside and I'm not just wearing my own sweat. I'm wearing everyone else's sweat. You can like see it and feel it in the air and it's just really disgusting and it's not my favorite cup of tea, but you know, this is where I'm at right now and I can't move. I do have an apartment and I just I just uh, purchased a parking spot. Well, I'm renting a parking spot because my parking got taken away because now I live next to a 24-7 testing facility for COVID-19. You so do? it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Learned that last week um, that I live- I am shooketh. <laughs> I am shaken to my core. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not kidding at all. The building right over there. Um, I'm pointing for those that can't see. Um this is a this is an audio medium. <laughs> yeah, just um, you know, close your eyes and pretend that you know where I'm pointing. Um, and it's it's an entire warehouse, and they're all they're doing is COVID testing, and they expanded their testing to be twenty four seven, and so they needed my parking space. So um, I had to go find a new so parking. So you have people outside your apartment regularly with fucking coronavirus. They don't have coronavirus. No, but people are coming there because no, they no, probably no, have no, it. no. They're test like they're testing kits and they're doing, like, there. There's not people oh, coming here at all. I thought you meant this is a place for people to like come and get tested. No. Okay. No. That makes me feel better. No, people are not getting tested here, but it is a testing facility. So, like, I think they're making the tests or they're testing different types of things, but like, they have expanded. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I now have a parking spot with the church. I met um, Patty this morning and I got my parking pass and it's up for six months. So that was a really good timing, luckily. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I might have overreacted a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So th- that, that's, that's been my week of just like figuring out how to find a parking spot and not burp into the mic. Like I just did twice. It's okay. I do that all the time. I was actually just, um, I was just listening on my way down here to This Might Get Weird, which is one of my favorite podcasts, mm. one of both of our favorite podcasts. And um, we were going to see them. We were going to see them. We'll see them again. They were going to come to Cincinnati or. Yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati. They were going to come here. And um, okay. yeah, but of course it got canceled, but that's okay because I'd rather be safe. But um Grace was talking about how she had to travel. So her boyfriend, his family lives in Florida. And so she went with him because he had to deal with some family stuff. She's being safe and all of that good shit. So like no hate. But um, so she was talking about her experience of flying during all of this and traveling. And she said she was talking about how both in the Uber and on the plane, like the second she got into the Uber to drive her to the airport, she had to cough. But, like, it wasn't, like, a sick cough. It was just, like, she had, like, a tickle in her throat and had to cough. And so she was talking about, like, the feeling of having to, like, suppress a fucking cough for, like, 20. And you're just, like, like. Dude, it's for real. Like, the the stigma now, like, if you see someone cough or sneeze, you're, like, oh, my God, they're sick. 
Yeah, like we were Which is completely untrue. Like, I know. Yeah. Like there's so many other reasons to like cough or sneeze or like um my boyfriend and I took Charlie for a walk yesterday. So of course we're like outside in a suburban neighborhood. We're not like in a city surrounded by people. There was no one around us, but and he let out this like huge sneeze. And I immediately, like, looked around to see if there were people around us to see if people would freak out that he just sneezed, like, you know. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, cover your sneeze. Exactly. Also, I did see a man in Kroger's fucking remove. He was wearing a mask, which, great, took off his mask, sneezed, and then put his mask back on. And I'm like, bro, do you know why the fucking mask is there? That's You're supposed to sneeze into the mask. You're supposed to sneeze into yes! the mask? Yes! You are supposed to sneeze and cough into the mask. That's the point of the mask because otherwise when you sneeze, you're projecting all these particles into the air. The point is to sneeze into the mask. What if he would to ran outside? I don't know, I, but still. Still. I feel like if you're all alone by yourself outside. He was but oh, okay, if you're okay. outside all alone by yourself, um, that's the same thing. Then you should be able to sneeze out loud. Okay, if you're by yourself. Uh, yes, I completely agree, though. In, in Kroger, in and around people, please just keep your, your mask on. It's just, it's going to be a lot easier. Um, I was really impressed with Kroger today. Most people I saw were wearing masks. Um, I know sometimes I've been there and, like, not all people are wearing masks. But I think people kind of realize, like, oh, hey, there's a rise in cases. Maybe I should be safer, but you know, some you can't count on the stupid people. You just got to be smarter than them. I mean, we live in America. There's stupid people. There's the, the world oh, has stupid speaking people. Speaking of croakers, guess how much how much I got off on my gas today? 30 cents. One whole dollar. Whoa! I got my gas for a dollar and 25 cents. I filled up my entire tank for $12. You know what that means? What? You gave a shit ton of money to Kroger. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. It's like, I always have so much money off when it goes to gas, but then it's because, and then I realize it's like, oh, because I go to Kroger's all the time because I grocery shop and then I forgot something. So I go back the next day and then I forgot something else. So I go back the next day. I also get my, um, I have three prescriptions that I take every day, mm. which I get at Kroger, which I'm pretty sure when you get prescriptions and use their pharmacy, you get like a lot of points. So I'm pretty sure that's why. But yeah, no, I always, always have at least 30 cents off. Yeah. But it's because I'm going there and I'm getting my meds and I'm that's where I get all my food and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I would go to Trader Joe's more often if it was closer and if there wasn't always a line. Yeah, the thing that's keeping me, the one and only thing that's keeping me away from Trader Joe's right now is that the only Trader Joe's in our area is so goddamn tiny. And, like, yes, they're only letting in a certain number of people at a time. So, like, they're being safe, but it still just makes me very nervous to be in Trader Joe's. Because, like, anytime you're in Trader Joe's, it is just packed with all the suburban moms and, you know, and, like, it is... Like, you are wall-to-wall with people in there. But they're very strict. Like, they're very strict on, like, you can't go in without a mask. And they do, like, the one time I was going to go to Trader Joe's, 
um, the line was wrapped around the building and it was raining outside. And so I was like, you know, I think I can find my stuff at a different location, which I did. <laughs> Crazy enough. That's nice. Like, yeah, I wish that in our area there was either more Trader Joe locations. So then every like literally anyone in Cincinnati, northern Kentucky area goes to the same Trader Joe's. So I wish we, I just wish we had more of a market for more of them so that there could be more than one. And I could get my everything but the bagel seasoning that I haven't had in <laughs> months. You can get that at Kroger. Stop it. That's where I'm getting mine. Stop it. No joke. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you can get it. It's in my cabinet right now. Stop it. Oh, I totally told you this. No. Yes, I did. No, I remember because the one time when you were going to go to Trader Joe's, but then the line was too long and you left, you were like, whatever, I'll just like live without it or something. Because I remember you were going to get me one that one day. And then I was like, it's okay. Like, leave. You don't. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's at Kroger, everyone. Just so you're aware, everything but the bagel seasoning is now made also by Kroger. So is it different or is it the Trader Joe's brand? It's literally the same stuff in it. I guess, I guess you're right. It's just... It's seasoning. seasoning. It's seasoning. So it's going to be the no. same. <gasps> oh, I'm shocked that Trader Joe's didn't like trademark that and make sure no one else could sell it. I don't. I mean, the name I could see them trademarking, but like just the mix of seasonings, you can't trademark that. I guess that's true. That's I don't know. I feel like. Can someone tell us if you can trademark spices? Well, because it's not that you're trademarking a spice. It's that you're... Because, tr- like, obviously people are still going to make everything bagels and stuff like that. But, like, I just feel like when I think of... I don't know. I just feel like that's one of Trader Joe's most popular items. Like, everybody loves Trader Joe's. Everything about the bagel seasoning. So I just feel like they would somehow forbid other companies from packaging up the seasoning and... But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's weirder things that companies have trademarked that you're not allowed to, like, do and say and stuff like that. Probably, but I have no, literally no idea. Me neither. Okay, cool. I also don't care that much. It just, I, I. I'm so shocked that it's at Kroger's and I've been living without it for so long. And I just really, really oh. want. <laughs> then go get some. Okay, no. yeah, I'm going to go okay. get some. I have decided that I am no longer going to buy the majority of my vegetables and or meat from grocery stores. And I'm only going to buy those from my local farmer's market. I love that so much. That is such goals to buy all from. And I think people have this idea that if they buy things from um, farmers markets that it's gonna or they buy from like a farm directly that it's gonna be more expensive. But I found that even like if you're buying vegetables, a lot of times it's either the same price or cheaper than getting it from a store. Also, it's really great because you're supporting your local economy. You're supporting the people around you, especially in a pandemic. You need to be supporting the economy surrounding you so that it doesn't drop out because if they drop out then they're not able to do the work that they were doing and they're probably supplying other locations so like i i've been supporting my local bakeries very um 
steadily for the past like almost two months and then um, I've just decided that like I'm tired of buying things from Kroger and either just not eating it because it doesn't like suit me or something like just you know and I feel like now if I I'm going to make sure that when I buy this food it is used it is eaten it is consumed by someone and um I'm only buying certain things from stores. So, like, my avocados are still coming from stores because the local farmer's market doesn't have that. Um, but I'm going to try to go to Finley Market, too, and see if I can do, like, pickup because they can do online orders and pickups and stuff. So I'm going to check that out, too. And they have, like, my local farmer's market has literally all different types of meat, different types of bread. Um, you can get mushrooms and lettuce and, like, literally eggs goose eggs duck eggs like so many different types of things so I would definitely check around your area um, I know not everyone has the ability to have a farmer's market locally if you are wanting to check one out in this specific area I would check out Covington's farmer market on Saturdays from 9 to 2 it's fantastic they're very very safe they have everybody spaced out um, they have cleaning times every hour. Like all stations have to clean their station every hour. You have to enter with a mask and you get um, hand sanitizer as you enter the farmer's market and it's all outside. So check it out. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm a big proponent of um, farmer's markets. That's amazing. And also um, a lot of times if you're buying, I know vegetables from farms, they don't have like... I always think of like cucumbers where if you get a cucumber from a store, they have that wax all over them. That is literally impossible to get off. I can never get that shit off. But if you buy from your local farm where the cucumber is only traveling a few miles, then they don't need to put that on there. And then you're not eating that. I'm getting is- cucumbers. <gasps> yes. Uh, oh, speaking of lettuce, you said lettuce. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I showed you last time you were at my apartment. I was like growing my lettuce and it was working and like the little leaves were coming up out of the middle. But then yesterday I went to go um, like change the water out and rinse it. And the whole like bottom middle part of it was legit like rotted. I know. And I'm like, how do because like I was following all the instructions of how to grow your own like lettuce from scraps. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how to make it not rot like that. I don't know. I need to. I would look up rotting lettuce. Okay. If anyone's listening and they know how to grow vegetables or anything, please let me know how to keep your lettuce from rotting and how to grow your own lettuce and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Anyways, enough of this intro and about us. <laughs> enough. This is enough. So uh, like we were saying, we are going to have our guests today. So ah! our first guest. Um, I met her through one of my amazing friends, Tim. So this amazing woman, she graduated from Wright State University with a BFA in acting and musical theater. She lives in New York, except for right now because of, you know, there's a pandemic, COVID-19. <laughs> Hashtag COVID-19. Um, and she was a production assistant, a sales specialist, and she is currently a post producer for Peloton. Um, so we are going to be talking to Alex Underhouse about tarot. Woo! Are we recording? Yes. You want to test your mic? Yes, hello. Hello. Is this close enough? Uh, no. Can you actually get... Eat it, basically. Yes. yes. All right. Put it in You got to put it in your mouth. Don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> <laughs> per- no, that's perfect. You okay, right good. There. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yay. So... Yay! Hi! We're here with Alex Underhouse. Hi! <laughs> 
Has anyone pronounced your last name like completely wrong? Yes. Um, well, yes. <laughs> Most of the time, it's not like an obvious wrong. It's people insert letters that aren't there. Like I get same Saunderhouse, Sanderhouse. I think people panic when they see a semi-difficult last name and then they just like their brains don't know how to handle it <laughs> definitely her name is uh Cremicio, and then mm-hmm. mine is holzman and everyone's like holtzman hallman Heyman. <laughs> like what i've gotten Cremicianio, and i'm like you just made it way harder <laughs> that's totally. way harder that's so true if people see like the first and last letters and then their brain just scrambles mm-hmm. the in between they're like it's not smith it's not smith what do i do it's not smith <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Like we said before, this is our first guest, so we're both like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Well, I'm super cool as a cucumber, so (laughs) get it together. (laughs) Oh, my God. So we're going to be talking about tarot, and um, we only kind of researched a little bit about figuring out what tarot means, um, like, historically and kind of all over. Um, So for you, what does tarot mean to you and how did you find it? Yes. Um, So I guess I'll start with like how I found it, because I think the definition of tarot has evolved for me in that process a little bit. I, I imagine like most people hearing of tarot, I always thought of some woman with a crystal ball behind a curtain or um, what was that movie? Uh, Now and Then. Oh my god, that yes. scene. Oh my gosh, yes, Olivia. The scary lady. And she, yes, it's <laughs> as Rosie O'Donnell in it. It's oh, okay. great. Um, it yeah, such a great movie. Catch up. Oh yeah, we're going to have to watch um, that. Okay. Yeah, and like I feel like in books and in movies it's always painted as even like you know someone dark, like a satanic worshipper yes. person. I think of Princess and the Frog where he's like that whole scene where he's like putting the curse on them and it's scary and like the tarot cards are like coming alive and like cursing them. Yeah. Yes, very that. Yeah. Um and so I not that I was scared of them, but it never appealed to me. It was always something that just didn't feel attainable or real as a person. It was, you know, magic for lack of a better word. Mm. And uh, a friend of mine in New York City goes and sees a tarot reader a couple times a year. And it was my birthday maybe four years ago and invited me to join to get my cards read. And I said yes, because I'd never done it before. Um, Was curious, I guess, at that point if she had gone a couple times that it must be pretty cool. So I went, and I went in with a totally open mind. I tried to be as like not judgmental as possible, very much prepared for her to ask to hold a scarf or keys or, you know, something that would cue that she was tapping into spirits around me. But it was mm-hmm. so not like that at all. Um, it was very much just a guided conversation I was having with her, and she was using the cards to lead it, essentially. Yeah. And I responded really strongly to that. And really the biggest thing that happened for me in that first reading was she stopped the reading about midway through and asked me if I was a card reader. Whoa. Exactly. Spooks. Spooks. Um, No was my answer, obviously. I knew very little about tarot at the time and was just there because my friend invited me. I didn't even see crowd on my own. 
Um, but of course I was curious why she thought that. Yeah. And I guess she, a lot of the cards she was turning over were signaling some sort of healer to her. Wow. And so she wanted to know if that was sort of how I, I expressed that part of myself. Um, no, was the answer. So I sort of <laughs> took that reading for what it was, went along with my life and made the decision to go back to her the next year on my birthday mostly thinking how cool once a year I read my tarot card on my birthday. And the same conversation yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally would do the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the same conversation happened, essentially, mm-hmm. where she couldn't remember if I was or if I wasn't. And so I think at that point I was like, okay, sis, talk to me about this. Why do you think I'm a healer? Um, and it kind of became a part of my reading where she was picking up on the fact that I happened to be – Um, an outlet for a lot of people. I had always been really tuned in, even as a kid, just very aware of my own emotions, really sensitive to other people's emotions and energies. And I think I was already doing a lot of what a tarot reader does on my own, but without the cards. And she kind of explained to me what that was all about. There was a bit in it that really appealed to me in using the cards as a tool and as a structure for being able to talk to my friends about things that they were seeking guidance on and um, advice and, you know, whatever other reasons people may go see a tarot reader. So that's sort of how I found it. I slowly read more about it. I I got myself my own deck. There's um, folklore that you're not supposed to get your own deck. I've heard that. That you're not supposed to buy your own. Someone has to, like, give it to you. Yes, that is very much something in the tarot world which I'm very much like my own sugar daddy you know sisters (laughs) doing it for themselves so I was like I don't need somebody to get me a deck I'll get my own deck thank you (laughs) it also is kind of like suppressing your own abilities too like Mm -hmm. it, it made it so that you couldn't step into that world until someone allowed you to whereas you already had that connection you felt it so why not and that folklore, as it may be, didn't really fit your future. I think that's exactly right there. Uh, in doing my research, I listened to a lot of podcasts and read blogs. And I'll, a lot of people mention that this idea that somebody has to bestow upon you a deck or the universe has to drop a deck in your path, it keeps tarot really exclusive. Yeah. And you know, going into what tarot means to me now, I feel like it's the most inclusive thing ever. It, it really is a tool that for me and I think other people can use to, you know, draw on what they're feeling or, you know, zero their energy into something specific, you know, similarly to um, meditation or anything like that. We were just laughing because yeah. we just dropped our meditation. Oh, episode. you did? Yeah, like, I was like, she probably thinks we're laughing at her because we both went, mm-hmm. <laughs> No, and I'm like, wow, I'm just really speaking so You're really here. speaking You're to really our souls me. right now? Yeah. We, we totally are, are. We're vibing, as we like yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, that, that's what tarot is to me. It, it's, it really is a tool. And I think that it can be used in a lot of different ways you're trying to manifest something for yourself if you need clarity on a specific situation or relationship in your life if you just want to channel some you know high frequency energy somewhere specific um and it can be really calming i think i relate it closely to meditation because that's really how i use it on myself 
Oh, yeah. I was going to ask um, if you do your own tarot readings for yourself and how do you do them? Is it a daily thing or monthly? And are you asking a question or is it more of like just what is it telling you at that moment? Yes. Um, all of the above, really. Um, in the beginning, I was using them every day, drawing a card a day and using that to educate myself a little bit or spend time with that card, if you will, and just to see like what it meant to me and, and what it was telling me. Now, um, I do it almost daily, usually in the morning, just as a ritual of practice to sort of set myself up for the day. There are lots of days I sleep in too late and I can't do it, but um, I try to make it a part of my daily practice. Um, if anything, at least once a week, and I usually draw a weekly spread. It's mm, it's nine cards. It's seven for the week. Uh, a card on you know the energy that you should focus on through the week, and then a card on energy that you can leave for another time. Ooh. And I like to do that. It can be as specific or non-specific as possible, but it it sort of leads me down a path of like, okay, this week, you know, the middle of the week, there may be some conflicting energy that I may need to prepare myself for or something really sweet is going to happen on Friday. Can't <laughs> wait to see what that is. Turns out I just, you know, got done with work an hour earlier. You know, whatever. <laughs> it can be a lot of things. But I do draw on myself. And if I'm having a particularly difficult time with a situation or what have you, I'll sometimes go more in depth on that just to see what comes up. Is being able to read tarot cards have anything to do with kind of like psychic abilities? Do you find that you're like predicting the future or is it more just kind of like an intuition thing? Like how, how does that work? Yes, um, for sure an intuition thing. Hard no for me dog on the future thing. <laughs> um, it, it really, I would be hard pressed to find any source that would tell you it's a future predicting thing. Okay. Um, I certainly don't look at it that way. I think I'd be uncomfortable if somebody reading my cards was predicting my future. Mm. It's very much um, an, an intuition thing as the reader. And for me, like I think it should be um, a joint effort in the reading. Whoever is reading for you or if you know whoever I'm reading for, I want them to be very much a part of the experience and to say like oh that totally resonates with me or I don't know what that means at all like it's so helpful because really what the reading is doing is it's drawing on energy that it's already existing around whatever your question or your scenario is so if you're hoping that I'll be able to tell you exactly what to do I can't really do that because something you you did in the past or something you may do tomorrow or in a week could totally derail that um and it, it wouldn't be really serving either of us if you sat tight-lipped and just listened to me tell you what I think you should do about something. It should very much be me helping you hold up a mirror to the situation. Mm-hmm. But definitely not a future predicting thing. Yeah, it's yeah. not like I'm going to draw the cards and tell you exactly what's <laughs> going to happen in six months kind of thing. It would be so not, much pressure. Right, because like I've heard some people say that they're nervous to get a tarot reading because they don't want to like know what's coming for them but you're mm-hmm. saying like that's not it at all like it's not I know what's coming for you kind of thing totally totally not no and I would not want that responsibility at all no that <laughs> would be terrible yeah that'd be terrible have you ever gotten responses from people especially being in Cincinnati I know you don't live here now but like being in Cincinnati which is such a 
conservative Catholic bubble mm. of being like, this is devil worship, this is witchcraft, like any of that. Like, have you ever gotten that response from someone? No, not to that extent. Okay. I think that's behind them when they're saying, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Or I think there's a lot of, and maybe even to the, like, the last question, there's a lot of what so you can tell the future. Mm. Um, and I, I a think. A lot of doubt. A lot of doubt. I think it's, I think, especially older generations, not everybody, um, but I think it's hard for people to understand this idea of working with energy or. Mm or vibes or or whatever it's it's hard to grasp that concept and so i think in that way it's much easier to push it off as you know devil worship or not real magic whatever you want to call it instead of it just being the ability to tune in to yourself and the person you're with and discuss situations from many different angles yeah i love that do you have a favorite card? Or a couple favorites? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Were you about to ask that? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I don't know. I think when I uh, when I first started, like, playing with the deck, um, that sounds so dirty, by the way. It's okay. We, I think every <laughs> yeah. single episode Super of us. Dirty episode. <laughs> yeah, like, was it our meditation? I don't know. Like, like, I am a 13-year-old at heart. Like, I, I make that's what she said jokes probably 90% of the time yeah. so feel free to be as dirty we make or dirty jokes as out of like. everything it's so when I play disgusting. with my deck <laughs> uh, <yes. laughs> uh, in the beginning I really liked the fool card the fool is card zero it's the first card in the major arcana um, which is the smaller set of the cards it represents more worldly energies and I can show you guys the card but it, it has this young looking traveler he's kind of skipping along off of a cliff essentially but the skies are blue he's not looking he doesn't care where he's going he's just you know free falling into whatever whatever's ahead of him Mm. uh and i loved that card it was the first card i learned but it was just so applicable to what i was doing in learning tarot to begin with so i loved it but now I don't know if I have a favorite. I really, really appreciate the death card. I've heard that before. So I've heard that. That one carries, I think, the most amount of scary factor to it because right. it's assumed that if you draw it, it means death, actual death. Like is, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but actually what it does mean and what it always means to me is the death of something that is no longer serving me. Mm. And so when that comes up, it's it's really exciting to me either in that this one thing I already knew wasn't serving me I'm finally moving past or even if I don't know what it is you know that it's like the feeling you get when you get out of the shower and you're like I just feel so like you have a clean yeah Yeah, like you're you're good (laughs) exactly and I think that's what it it always means to me so I like seeing it and then a card I get a lot which I won't call my favorite but I appreciate it is the four of pentacles has a little man clutching four coins basically really tight to him and Mm -hmm. it it reminds me I need to let the fuck go and so I it's become to be my favorite because it's it's just a good reminder for myself if I'm trying to hold on to things too tightly yeah remind yourself to let the fuck go Yeah. yeah um I heard you say something 
when you're just talking is about like a different set of cards? Are there multiple types of decks? Um, so within one deck of tarot cards, there are 78 cards. Um, and I call them two sets, but they're really all of the same deck. But you have the Major Arcana, which is 22 cards. And those are the major energies. So that would be your Fool, the Magician, um, Death, the World, uh, Lovers, like things that represent like a very broad stroke of an energy. And then you have the Minor Arcana, which is 50 math 6, 50... 56, sorry, that's 78. Um, It's the cards that are more of the tangible, earthly, day-to-day things, like your thoughts, your feelings, um, your, you know, monetary things. Um, So that's sort of how that is broken up. Hmm. Yeah. Got it. That's very interesting. So how – so we we talked a little bit about how you got interested in it. How did you find someone to teach you, and where did you learn? And is it – was it a path that you were completely unexpected? Was it something that you were like, oh, well, that was really easy? Um, I, I think I was lucky. And the said reader who told me I should read taught me how to read. Oh, wow. That is so awesome. Yeah. I love like, it so much. I will teach you. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, like, tiny, shrewd woman. Yeah. <laughs> like the apple child. Like, I see yeah. something within you. <laughs> so basically, I had no choice. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, she she taught me. And it was, uh, I trusted her, obviously. And I know she had trained, I guess, for lack of better better word, other readers before. Mm-hmm. And we... I think I think it was about 10 sessions. We pretty much broke broke it up into all of the major arcana cards in one session. And then we went through the minors by suit. So there are four suits in the minor. Uh, there are swords, there are wands, there are cups, and there are pentacles. So we sort of did each of those one lesson. And then we took on the court cards, which are also in the minor arcana. The king, the queen, the knight, and the page. Mm-hmm. And then we spent a couple where... I were just able to ask questions or go over cards that were really confusing to me. And then I would practice reading on her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so easy or hard, I don't know that I have a really good answer for that. It's Learning tarot is very much like lear- like uh, working with a script. We're, we're all theater background people. Mm-hmm. So you're supposed to go through a script and you're supposed to action and write your objectives and everything. You're supposed to do all of that homework and then you're supposed to forget it. Yeah, And that's... <laughs> exactly what this training was it was identifying key art in the cards or or symbols or things that could really help me pick up on ideally what they could be um pointing to Mm -hmm. but mostly you have to forget that because sometimes you'll turn over a card and your intuition is telling you like i just feel like this has to do with their dad and it normally if you were studying in a book it would say you should consider your job or something. So just be prepared for things to make zero sense from how you learn them. And that was probably the hardest thing for me to let go of. I, when I first started learning and was practicing to read her, I was having trouble because I couldn't make sense of what the card was saying versus what we were talking about. Mm. And it was because I, I needed to let go, let the fuck go and just trust what I was feeling. yeah. Yeah. Listen to yourself. Huh? That's really interesting. So when when we experience items like that, like tarot or palm reading or um, 
I I have a, a psychic. My mom introduced me to her psychic, and now I use her specifically. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we'll have a conversation, and she'll pull cards, and then sometimes she'll just, like, have a feeling. Like, she predicted basically, like, my entire previous relationships and how things had gone with my family. And she was like, oh, do wow. you feel a lot of guilt? And I was like... Can you not talk anymore? Stop. <laughs> so, like, does does it sometimes, like, even before a card gets pulled, are you having this feeling? Are you already just being tapped into the person across from you, making what occurs from the card happen? I think so. Yeah. I mean, just like how people approach any situation with another person – they can be a very guarded person or they can be a totally hard on their sleeve emotions flying free person so Mm -hmm. while I haven't had the widest range of reading experiences it's really obvious to me if somebody is really low in their energy or you you, like just the same thing in a room if we were just sitting here not talking about this I could pick up on if one of you had kind of a bad day or if one of you got some bomb ass news and you wanted to pop that rosé and like get to it you know what I mean so Um, you feel like you're really like empathetic to people definitely definitely so that's a big factor but then you can also tell when somebody is really holding back how they're feeling too Mm -hmm. and that makes it really hard to read if somebody is not really wanting to talk or share or be open in general it's kind of like throwing spaghetti at a wall and hoping it sticks Uh, yeah are there Are there conversations that you're sometimes afraid to have with someone? Like as you're pulling cards, when things come up, are you like, oh, crap, I know what this is telling me. Do I want to talk about it? Or is have you ever had a conversation that you kind of are uneasy about? Um, I I if I'm feeling something or if a card comes up that isn't necessarily the best news or I'm not interpreting it as like the best news, I kind of allow who I'm reading lead that conversation if they want to you know not posing it as oh I I see that you know there's an issue with this person in your life can we talk about Mm -hmm. that but more just do you have somebody who you have difficulty getting along with in this capacity and you know if they want to learn more about that then they'll be like oh yeah totally it's this person or if they are like no I I get along with everybody you're like okay cool I'm not gonna force you into something and I could be wrong I could be picking up on something that isn't there or they could just clearly not be open to talking about it so I I really want that person to weigh in on the conversation in that way and let me know if I'm crossing a boundary or if they're like yes please my boyfriend let me know tell me everything (laughs) oh my god I love that (laughs) (laughs) well it's kind of also like if you're already suspecting that someone in your life is bad for you and you're you kind of want someone else to tell you that Mm -hmm. so maybe someone could be like yeah i just want someone to tell me to break up with my boyfriend like god damn it and then you say that and they're like yes like oh my god yeah i think that's so spot on actually Mm i i i did read this this is not my own brain but i i don't believe that there are really any bad readings because an energy isn't going to show up that isn't already present Mm. It may be the like one that. you don't want to talk about. It may be the one you've been trying to pretend isn't there, but it's not going to show up something that surprises you. You know either deep down or in the forefront of your mind that it's there. Mm. And like 100% yes to what you said. People 
people want to feel validated. It's often why people go to therapy. Not always. There are lots of reasons to go to therapy, but sometimes you go to therapy because you're feeling a certain type of way and you just want somebody to hear you and tell you that you're not crazy or you're not, you know, unjustified for feeling the way you feel. And I think tarot is a lot like that mm-hmm. where you just want some to validate how you're feeling or how you see something. I love that so much. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm very excited for later. <laughs> I know. I'm like so pumped. Like when she told me that you were going to do our tarot cards, I was like, fuck yes, because I wanted that to happen so bad, but I didn't want to like ask for it. <laughs> oh my God. We're very polite Midwesterners. Uh, yes. <laughs> You're not giving me that. Oh, no. mm, okay. That's, that's neat. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so rude, though? Like, if we were doing an episode about tarot and then came here and, like, judged the shit the out of you? The whole time, you were like, so, so are you a this? witch? <laughs> Do you even know what that means? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, that's not right. No, terrible. no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have kind of a weird question. Okay. So, uh, okay. No, I'm she sits back. Like, we're ready. So, the year 2020 has mm. been fucked up, mm-hmm. to say the least. But it's also been... Some people are kind of seeing it as, okay, we're growing. And it's, so it's like, is it bad? Is it good? And I've heard a lot of people and I've read a lot of things of people saying, no, 2020 is actually really good. I was just wondering if you've ever done like kind of, or even if it's possible to do like a reading on this year and the events that are happening this year and seeing like, okay, where is this world going? Where is this country going kind of thing? Like, I know that's kind of broad and big, or I don't even know if it's possible to do that. Or if you have? Um, I definitely think it's possible. Mm -hmm. I think the less specific you get, at least for me, the less specific I am when I'm reading, the more I feel like I'm not, I don't totally trust myself on what I'm turning over. And that could also be a me thing that I, you know, need to work on trusting even the the bigger questions of the world. Yeah. Um, I do think it's possible. Um, I do think that there could be a chance that in doing so for the world, I'm actually pulling in my own experience a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which isn't a bad thing either because I think how each of us are experiencing the world right now is very important and, yeah. and maybe even more important to understand for ourselves than the world at large. Um, but I did. So at the end of last year, I did sort of a year pull for myself. Mm-hmm. I was – I was going through a really, I won't say a tough time at the end of last year, but I was very stressed. I was not taking care of myself in the ways that I should. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating right. I was like, you know, two out of the line a night sometimes. <laughs> um, and I was just drawing on it. And the card that came up at the end of the year into the new year was the tower card. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar. No, no please tell mean? us. So the tower <laughs> is a black card with an actual tower that is on fire. <laughs> and people are jumping out of windows. Oh, no. It's like, oh no. basically, it's like your shit's going to get fucked up. But it's going to be OK, because after that, it's I probably going to get better. what was happening. <laughs> Well, wow. I, of course, was like, oh, my God, I think I'm going to – maybe I'm, I'm going to lose my job. I don't know. Or this this person that I was, you know, trying to make a romantic connection with, they're going to, you know, break my heart. Like, all these scenarios, I was like, something really devastating is going to happen to me. Well, I, I didn't predict I, this. I, yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> and then, now I'm like, oh, shit. I think I called this one, guys. <laughs> you guys, Alex knew that it was happening. But okay. Obama knew like five years ago. Yeah. So that was great. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. I love oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
That's so interesting. So in the kind of same spectrum of like uh, an overall, do you ever feel like during specific times of the month that your tarot either gets in like a rhythm or changes because of like the planets aligning differently or the sun or the moon, like always having that connection to your entire universe? Does it kind of shift or during a specific week are you like pulling up the same card and it's like oh fuck why does this keep coming up that's such a good question i i don't really have um any habitual pulling like that that i've been able to identify yet (laughs) um it could be happening i just haven't tracked it uh so I, I don't know that there's a specific time that I'm more drawn to using my cards. I try to be aware of when there's a full moon and I charge my crystals and I, you know, Damn. take care of my intuitive self in that way. But yeah. um, no, I don't, I can't say that one particular day of the week or time of the month is more of a tarot-centric one for me. But I'll let you know. follow <laughs> <laughs> up. Now, you said you have crystals. Are there specific ones that you like to have when you're doing readings, or do you just like to have them around you? We did uh, an episode about crystals, which made me got interested in crystals, and now my apartment's covered in crystals. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a crystal baby. I'm still really new to it. So um, I haven't established anything specific that I want or need to have around me to read. Um mostly because I haven't felt like I've not been able to do it by myself and I to to be able to read trusting just my own intuition is really important to me I don't want to get like a situation like tonight where we're going to read cards and I'm like oh shit I forgot this I forgot Mm. that I can't do it I don't feel comfortable as long as I am present with whomever and I have the deck of cards I feel like I should be able to do that for them um I my the biggest crystal I have now is a really big rose quartz. Mm. Just I just yeah. want to bring a little more love into my life. Yeah, always. Okay. Yeah. I have three different types of rose quartz in this apartment because I'm not good with love. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of like throwing it at me. Like you're gonna get better. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. If there was a card that you could pick right now, what do you think? you would feel would turn over oh oh if I can pick a card right now I think I would pull over high priestess Ooh, I like the sound of that one <laughs> it's a major card and that card for me is very much um an internal discovery session it's very much a, a going within to solve your own problems or to you know find strength within yourself and while I think that applies to a lot of people right now I've definitely been in a cycle of self-discovery self-care and I think I don't think I'm done with that I think I'm right in the middle of it so that would be it would not surprise me if I pulled that for myself right now is there any so if you were to give uh, like guidance for someone going into their first tarot reading are there any questions that you shouldn't really ask or maybe not the question itself but the way you're wording the question is there anything that it's like dude tarot cards cannot 
answer that. Like, don't ask that or something. Who will I fall in love with tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Is there a specific way that you should should be asking questions or wording them or anything like that? Um, I think one for sure ask questions or I would recommend coming with something in mind that you want to draw the cards on for sure that will help your reader, that will help you. It would just, it will focus everything a little bit. Um, I think avoid asking predicting the future questions like when will I get married you know am I gonna win the lottery like whatever those may be definitely um, avoid those but I think everything else like totally fair game I think if you have a question don't let not knowing how to ask it hold you back Um, if you can phrase it in a way that allows the open discussion around it I think that's always better than asking yes or no Mm -hmm. Um, maybe more how should I go about or, you know, how can I learn from things like that? I think are a little easier to draw on. But aside from the obvious yes or no, no one could ever tell you this sort of thing question. I don't think there's really any, any limits. That's so great. (laughs) Well, this is super exciting. Um, We've loved having you here. We loved learning about tarot. I'm literally biting at the bit to have my tarot read. But Alex, do you have anything that you'd like to promote? Would you like to Instagram, have people reach like out to you for tarot reading? I know you asked me this. I I definitely would. I, I don't have a, a presence for tarot specifically. So I would just say like DM me, I guess, uh, on <laughs> Instagram. Um, it doesn't have to be tarot related. Thank you. You can be like, follow do me on Instagram. I'm single. Um, single. Put our dating profile up. <laughs> I'm tall, long blonde hair. Um, I'm no. Like, what type of boys are you into? Are you into boys? You know, like, anything like that. Um, no, I'll just say, I think if, if you are interested in talking to me about tarot or getting your tarot cards read, Instagram is probably, I think, the best and safest way to share my information at this point, <laughs> um, which is at shebealex. I don't know if you guys have like a we'll note thing. We'll Perfect. Look it up. I'm there. Um, don't be alarmed if you don't see a lot of tarot on the page. <laughs> it is me. <laughs> we'll tag it on our Instagram as well. Perfect. Awesome. Well, at the end of all of our podcasts, Um, We always do a little segment called What's Keeping You Well this week. Mm. Um, So feel free to join in. Okay. Um, So what's keeping me well this week? uh, I kind of talked about it a little bit because I have a steady parking now. Um, It was really stressing me out all last week because my parking got taken away and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was like, I'm going to have to park on the street and then my car is going to get towed. Um, So now I have parking and I'm much better and less stressed. So. Love it. Thank God. Love it. (laughs) What about you, Liv? Okay, so what's keeping me well this week is creating more of a schedule for myself during the day. So um, currently looking for a new job. Hit me up if you have one. Um, But so like I get up and I do my 75 hard stuff. So I start drinking water. I start doing my French lesson and everything. And then I have a specific schedule for myself of like, okay, you're going to apply to this many jobs and you're going to do this and then you're going to work on that. And like keeping that instead of just like, oh, we'll see what happens today. Um, And having kind of like a list of things that I'm doing every day has really helped me stay sane. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. What about you, Do you have anything that's keeping you well? What's keeping me well? I think, um, well, I'm here in Cincinnati. This is not where I'm based anymore. So I'm a little out of my 
my own habitat. Mm -hmm. So leaning into that and almost doing the opposite of what you're doing, Olivia, which is not sticking to a schedule. Um, has, letting go. Yeah. <laughs> letting go. That is a theme of today. <laughs> has been keeping me well. You know, if, if I don't get my workout in before I sign on for work, it's not the end of the world. I'll do it on my lunch break. I'll do it after. And just really allowing myself to take each day and, like, roll with it, essentially, has been keeping me well. Yeah. I love awesome. it. Yay. Yay, your first guest. Yeah. Thank you both for Thank having me. Thank you so much. You were so the best fun. guest. I don't know how we're ever supposed to have a guest again. You're yeah, not. Because <laughs> everyone else is going to suck compared to this. God. I'll be back. I'll just come back. Yay. <laughs> okay, perfect. Love it. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.